They call him the Chef Maurice, but he's not from France or Italy. He's actually from South America, the land of the malandros and arepas. They call him the Chef Maurice. He had a kid recently, and I don't know how they allowed it. It's actually pretty scary that they gave him a live person that he needs to keep alive on a daily basis. Hi. Welcome to the Broski Doodles <laughs> podcast, the best podcast in all the land. It's your boy Kiko Flo, Kiko Cervantes, Chef Maurice on the other side of the globe, literally, San Francisco. I want to be greeted like this every time we talk. Like with a little song that like a little song, yeah. Highlights the things you do. It, it needs to be a different song every time, though. Right, right. So that people know it's improvised and it's not something that was prepared. And it has to be a little shitty, so that it's obvious <laughs> that it's improvised. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm I'm down for English and Spanish. Okay, so for both podcasts, you would want that little intro. Yeah. No, that's that would cute. be that'll be very cute, very cool. And for people that don't know, right, if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, uh, it's hard to understand them. Is that like an accent? Where are you guys from? <laughs> we also have a Spanish podcast where we speak very bad Spanish. So it's a... Uh, <laughs> it's a little of both. Tomato, bad, tomato. Bad English, bad Spanish. Yeah, yeah. I mean, bilinguals, you can't get it all. <laughs> However, We're trying we, our hardest right now. We have said bilinguals, studies have indicated that bilinguals have the best conilinguals. Mm. So, that's a plus, you know. I mean, Chef Maurice is a married man, but you know. Yeah, I know. Why, why do you think we have the best conilingus? Because you have you, your tongue has a lot more like strength, right? Mm, it has right. to it has to deal with a lot more movements to create the sounds for different <laughs> languages. So you end up with a, a much stronger tongue, you know. So. Mm. But anyways, uh, Chef Maurice, San Francisco, San Francisco. I'm buying the book. I told you about it the other day for San Francisco, which speaks about the homelessness problem. Um, I spelled responsibility wrong on the title of the last video about homelessness. You, somebody left a comment. Somebody left a comment. They're like, oh, he spelled it like he, he says it. And it's true. Yeah. So yeah. I just left it. I was like, I'm not going to correct it. I, I think it should live... You know, honestly, through the we gotta we gotta thank that person because uh, to be honest, if it wasn't for that person, we wouldn't have noticed it. So we wouldn't. I mean, and it's a testament to to the very low level we have <laughs> on either language, really. So, um, so yeah, it's a little it's a little sad. Let me let me hit you with a few things here. Let me hit you with a few things here. I wanted to speak about, you know, like vacations. I just came back from vacation. You could see me. I'm, I'm a little tan. It's not that I went to a little tan salon. Do you guys have that in Spain? Salons. It's a little tan <laughs> salon. I said that weird and I just rode with it. Like that's just how, that's how you say it. The tan salon <laughs> or the tan salon. Salon. Or the salon. Salon. <laughs> the place where you get a a, a, a tan bed, right? Right. You get burned. Well, there's... They also do the spraying, right? The you, you stand up naked in the Jesus Christ position, and then some dude. I'm a, I mean, 
Is it dudes for dudes and then girls for girls and dudettes for dudettes? I mean, that, that's how it should be, right? That's how it should be. I don't know what the law says, but that's, that's what my. There's no dude and do that, and there should I be. Would, I, if if I'm getting a tan spray or a spray tan, um, I would like a. Uh, I don't know now. I think I would. I would neither. <laughs> In the past, I was like, I I would prefer, like for those type of situations, I'll prefer a lady. Because then, uh, then I don't feel gay. But as I've grown <laughs> as I've grown older, I'm like, no, I prefer to feel gay than be embarrassed in front of this <laughs> person. You know, like if you gotta go check your deck, right? Because I don't know, something's wrong with it, right? Like there's like a hole and there's pus coming out of it. What the fuck is this? <laughs> okay. You feel more comfortable if it's a guy, you know. <laughs> What's happening here? The guy's like, whoa, you need to go to the hospital. Why? Well, I mean, if you're if you're a, a female doctor and you're doing a a an examination on a on a guy, and that guy gets hard, he gets aroused, how is that viewed? Very bad. But that's borderline like sexual assault. Well, if she has to cup your balls, you're going to have a little tingling sensation down there. That's a sickness in you. <laughs> no, but maybe she's just like cupping your balls and then she just like, you know, well, a little. A few, a few weeks back, I went to the urologist, the dick okay. doctor. The dick doctor, yeah. And, you know, for just regular stuff, no holes with pulses or nothing, you know, like completely healthy penis. But. One of the things that I noticed that was advertised as the things that they help you with is like bent dick, right? Mm. And, and you can see that you've seen this in porns and stuff like dicks that are bent to a side, right? And, and they said like they fixed that. And I started thinking, right? I'm like, if you needed to get that checked, you would need to get hard for that, right? Because otherwise, how do they see it? <laughs> and, and what's the procedure? Like, do they give you like some shit to watch? And then when you come back hard and as he starts touching, then you might feel awkward. So then he goes down and he gets soft <laughs> or the doctor touches and he gets even harder. And then you're like, damn, who, who, who am I? And I was just thinking, it's a weird dynamic, this type of things, you know, like how do you test something that you need to be aroused for? It's uncomfortable. Hmm. I saw, I actually saw a video about something like this the other day where I don't know if it was a funny video. I saw it on TikTok, you know. I spent a lot of time on that shit. Um, that the guy was like, oh, um, how come you're not helping me if, you know, uh, the doctor helps me when I, when I need other stuff, the doctor helps me for that. When I need to, my dick checked, how come you can't help me? And the doctor was like, well, you know, there's certain things we can't help you. But I thought it was funny. And then it came into. But what was the guy wanting to be helped with? I, I don't. I don't remember, but I know it was some the first the, the time when he was there it was because of a something with a dick. Okay. Maybe he needed to get a dick check like you did. Okay. I mean dick checks your, are fine. Is your dick bent? No, mine's is not bent, but I I, I I did think, you know, I'm I'm a very paranoid person. I'm like, fuck. I, I know mm. where to go if it ever gets bent. You know how it bends, right? Like how it Well, like you get Lizzo on top of you? Well, yeah. 
Why lit? I don't know. What were you going to say? How does it get banned? <laughs> no, no, no. I was just going to tell you that I found this out by if you have certain sexual positions and the girl or the guy is it's just going so hard that you can break the penis. Oh, and, and it stays bent? And it, it stays bent. Also, yeah. a bent dick is a dick that had an accident. But not always. Not always. Some there's, of them you know, are there's just some that are like naturally to the left leaning or to the right right um but there's some that in the in the porn that you see it they're like yeah like almost like an l <laughs> very bent and just makes you wonder a lot of things yeah it makes you wonder what type of species are you fucking you know in mm. your free time are you doing some uncle martinez type shit in the you know in the rural areas of colombia and we're not yeah. judging Nope, nope. We just report the news, the facts, <laughs> the events. <laughs> All right, but anyways, uh, uh, vacation, right? I just I just came back from it. I'm a little I'm a little darker in tone. Uh, I feel a little more Caribbean or Caribbean, as I like to say it. And I've said this in the past, and and it's a very unpopular opinion. I have second thoughts about vacations. I think vacations, half of it is fun, half of it is stress. There's a lot of uncertainties. There's a lot of BS. And one thing that I, that I spoke about, this vacation, I, I didn't rent a car. I didn't need to rent a car. But I was speaking to some of the people in that vacation about other vacations that people have had in the past where they did rent a car. And at a point, somebody got a car and it was an electric one. And he wasn't really sure. He was like, oh, an electric one? Okay. Yeah, yeah, don't worry. There's all these charging stations, all these things. And now it's, there's been a, a few people already, not only in Europe, but also in the U.S. that have had nightmare stories with electric car rentals. They're fucking annoying. Not all of them can charge in all of the stations. Some stations take hours. Some of them take 30 minutes, but it has to be the one matching. And sometimes there's a line for it. And I just realized, like, when you're in vacation, the least you need is friction bullshit that like takes time away and i'm all good you know for the green making the environment better but electric vehicles are kind of like a failure they're fucking stupid like they don't work they i mean i never had hmm. one but I, I just hear like stories where people are just in inconvenient situations and the very thing that's supposed to be a convenience ends up being a burden that fucks up the whole trip I, I've I've used an electric car before. Uh, every time we go to Miami, my uh, my girlfriend's dad owns an electric car, and that's what we use. The thing is that this car is in the old, like the first stage of electric car, so the batteries are way shorter in mileage. So they have about sixty to seventy miles, and in Miami, if you're in traffic, you're somewhat fucked. And, so um, this thing lasts like an hour. <laughs> I mean, a little bit longer. I, I, I don't think it's so much as a phone where even if you're not using it, it's still, you know, taking some charge away. I think that it's by mile. So you have to travel, you know, the 70 miles for it. to. But sometimes you're, you're in traffic and then you, you know, you turn the AC on all the way up you see the mileage just goes down. So to be honest, I don't know how that works, but it does, it is an inconvenience where, you know, you're like 
10 miles out and, and, and you need to get home to recharge. But now there's places where you can charge on the streets. You have to pay for it. And I thought it was like a universal charging port, but it's not. It's just like the iPhone charge and the, you know, Android charge. It's just different charges. And we were very low on one. We went to the mall and the charge didn't work. So we were somewhat fucked. And what, you didn't have any more battery left? We had like five miles and then the trip from the mall to the house was exactly five miles. And I'm like, all right, let's you, do this. You made it? We barely made it. Like, as we were pulling in the driveway, that, that shit was like blinking, about to explode. Like, where the fuck is my charge? And then in the so, house, you have a thing to connect to. Yeah, it's like a... Yeah, it's it's in a special thing, a box that goes in the wall, and then you have to plug it in, you know. Okay, I mean, if you have the charger at home and you use it locally, that's one thing. I could see how that could work. But if you have to rent a car and then try to find a fucking charging station that you need to use an app with, and then the app has to sync with the station, and if it doesn't sync, you're fucked. You're like, man, can I just get the, the simple version, pump gas, I'm out. It works, that's it. <laughs> But I think you pay less. Yeah, you when pay you less in money, but you pay more in your time and With your happiness yeah. and your stress. Yeah. You're probably gonna get Alzheimer's because of the stress. <laughs> Alzheimer's because of the stress. Uh, I like that idea. Um, yeah, how inconvenient is it if you like to road trip? Oh, let's go to I don't know. I mean, Salt it's Lake City. It's impossible. Right, you have to be recharging. Well, now the, I don't know, like Tesla has like 350 miles. That barely gets you to Orlando from Miami, right? No, no, it's, it's just so, to me, it's nerve-wracking to have, <laughs> like, to be kind of like a boat in the middle of the water. Like, <coughs> yeah, it makes no sense. <coughs> I think that electric cars, and I mean, I don't know the, all the science behind it, but People sometimes forget, like, what do you think this electricity comes from? It's generated somehow, either by nuclear or by gas or whatever. And then what, what, how do you think they make the battery cells? It's like a whole toxic pro procedure. Then what do you do with the used cells that don't work anymore? They're toxic. Like, batteries are like acid inside, and it has, like, this whole chemical process. So, yeah, I just think that this whole crave, like, oh, yeah, we need the electric cars. Like, man, I just... Like, I kind of just want to get, like, a nice diesel. <laughs> you know? I mean, um, yeah. <clears throat> I, I, so, we had, a, we had a lease car that was up, or the, the lease was due, you know, a couple months back. And I was, like, really, I really wanted a, a electric car. But we like to take road trips. And then if you're in the middle of the fucking desert, I'm pretty sure there's no charging stations here, and you're going to be fucked. No. And, um, yeah, that made me, you know, rethink everything I wanted in that car. Also, they're super expensive. I mean. And it's like an iPhone where, like, they're obsolete after two years. It's like, oh, that's the old one. Now the new, did you see the new ones? The new ones fly. And then whoever got the first Tesla is the motherfucker that still got, like, the iPhone 5. <laughs> but all the Teslas look 
the same no matter the year. Yeah, but I think they they keep on improving. Um, I mean, I I think it's a novelty piece now. Um, uh, same with like plastic and a, a few other things about the green. It's like, bro. Yesterday I went to Five Guys to have a shake. I went to the movie theaters. I went to see Megalodon Two. Pretty stupid. Um, but you know, I just wanted to have fun, eat popcorn. And after I got out of the movie theater, I had you know salty mouth, and I was like, "Oh, Five Guys is there. Let me get a peanut butter Reese's Oreo, uh, salted caramel. Put that all in a in a little milkshake and just stick it up my anus." And I, it was amazing, right? But they give me this paper straw that gets mm. wet. It has no suction. What the Mm-mm. fuck is this? It's like the dumbest fucking shit. Bro, it's so fucking annoying. And I've said this before. <laughs> There's already a lot of turtles in the sea. They're overpopulated. We don't need any more of those. We don't need more turtles. If anything, we need a few sharks to choke on some plastic. Mm. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the recent attacks? I have not. No, they are attacking everywhere. It's like a, it's like a revolution. I mean, are we doing? Are we harming them? Have you seen Megalodon too? They're everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> what was that fucking movie about? Um, you know, there was a movie, Sharknado. Sharknado. Did you ever see that shit? No, but I I, I thought about it when I saw this movie. <laughs> um, with uh, with Tara Reid. Oh, I didn't even know it was that. They had that. Uh, I like Tara Reid. I mean, we all did. Yeah, yeah. I still do. <laughs> How is she looking now? She's 47 now. Damn, she's 47. You know, I, I turned Holy 34 shit. this weekend, right? And literally right. the day Happy that... Birthday. Thank you. The day... <laughs> thank you, guys. The day I turned 34, I looked in the mirror. I had a whole new line of white hairs in my mustache, <laughs> in my beard... I'm turning into George Clooney, like, day by day. <laughs> okay. I can see the resemblance. Can you see? I mean, like, like imagine, like, a Venezuelan George Clooney. Mm, mm-hmm. You know? Isn't that Edgar Ramirez? Uh, that could be. <laughs> or Kiko. I mean... I mean, I don't know, what, I don't know if Edgar Ramirez isn't into the same stuff, <laughs> but he is definitely a cutesy one. Mm. But I actually think I have more white hair than like a, an Edgar Ramirez, you know. How old is Edgar Ramirez? He's older probably, than us? He's like forty-five or something. Yeah, he's older. Forty-six. Than us. Forty-six. Yeah. Damn, he looks. He looks good. Yeah, he looks better than us. Definitely. <laughs> I mean, he's he's looking way better. I would. I would. I would. You would. You would. Um, I mean, that's our pride and joy, you know. Yeah, I mean. People that are listening to the podcast are like, who the fuck is Edgar Ramirez? <laughs> He's a very, very low-key actor that for us is, 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 is you know. I mean, he's been in... in uh, nah, he's not low-key. I mean, he, he does a lot of stuff, but... He's been in great movies, right? He's been in a lot of whack movies, too. Yeah, I mean, you have to, you have to, go, you have to go bad before you go good, right? He did a movie with Jennifer Garner where they're like a couple and they have some like mixed Latino white kids and then he teaches them how to eat a repas. It's pretty cute, pretty cultural, pretty exotic. <laughs> he was, uh, oh shit, he was in the Born trilogy. 
Yeah, they the put identity, them, the they sometimes put them as the villain. Right, the the, the Latino who's going to yeah, he's like the smuggle drugs or some like shit. Like the ethnic uh, villain. He's like, hi, how are you? Uh, <laughs> are, are you going to come to South America to pick up the, all the stuff that I have here? We are very dangerous people. <laughs> kind of like Rami, uh, Rami Malek. Mm. Bro, I'm annoyed at that guy. Every movie he does, he sounds like the same person. Like just some uh, awkward I, kid that doesn't know how to speak. I recently saw a movie with him and um, and Denzel. Mm. Uh, it was it was an interesting movie. Is it Not the, the best movie in the world. The equalizer, no? no, the Little Things mm. with uh, oh, Denzel and uh, Jared Leto. And Jared Leto, I saw it. I thought it was gonna end better. Yeah, it's, I mean... Jared Leto's pretty sick in that movie. You know that uh, 30 Seconds to Mars got back? Oh, yeah? Yeah, so he sings now, again. Did you ever like 30 Seconds to Mars? I mean, I like that one song. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, that one song. (laughs) Uh, And I Uh, saw a documentary where they spoke about how the labels wanted to fuck him and he put all the money down and, you know, they... The typical label story of like, yeah. He's but, pretty cool. He's pretty cool. I like his music. I like I like him as an actor more though. Is he known as an act? I mean, now he's known as an actor. But did he come up as an actor, or he came up as a musician that became an actor? <laughs> I've always known him as an actor, mm. and then like, oh, he plays too. But I've I've heard people tell me like, oh no, they know him from like when he was uh, just a band. I, I know him from the band, and I'm like, oh, shit, he became a, an actor. He's in the Suicide Squad and all these fucking movies. But I knew him as, as <laughs> yeah, but a musician. He, he did this be way... It, it depends on when you started seeing his movies. He was in that movie, Lord of War, with Nicolas Cage from, like, 2008, maybe? Uh, 2005. Yeah, so, I mean... And I'm pretty sure that wasn't his first movie. No, I mean, from actually, his I, first wasn't he in Wrecking for a Dream? Wasn't that Jerry Leto? Let me see. And that's from like two thousand or nine or ninety nine or two thousand and one. Yes, he was Wrecking for a Dream. Um, that was one of the first ones. So he's been acting for a minute. I don't know when he started playing music. Uh, ninety eight. The the, the movie. so about the same. Uh, the movie 2000. Yes. But it says that he was in the Fight Club too. I don't remember him in the Fight Club. Um, yeah, Jared Leto. Interesting person. Pretty Cute? cool guy. Cute kid. Yeah, <laughs> Cute kid. <laughs> I like the, the video of that song. <laughs> of that one song. They do it in the Hotel of the Shining. Mm. Was that, um, uh, I think I know, the, the Beautiful War, the Beautiful Something? I don't know. Yeah, the Beautiful Kill. Beautiful Kill. <coughs> no. The Kill. The Kill. <laughs> um, yeah. Break me down. I wanted to ask you, you're a chef. Sometimes. You're a, you're a star Michelin chef. Mm-hmm. Uh, vaguely said, <laughs> you're you're uh, a Michelin star adjacent chef. 
Okay. Yes. You've been to Michelin Star Restaurant. I've been, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's... As, as a customer, even, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you have... You have a, a very detailed taste for food, specifically high-end food. You know how to difference it. You know how to taste it. You know how to enjoy it. But I also feel like there's a part of you, you know, from back in the day when we were little kiddos, you know, when we were still, you know, no, no, no hair on the balls, you know, just a, a couple of young ones just in the wild. I know there's still some of that inside you. And you're still a simple man within. So there's snacks that are for the people, for the common men that I love. And I wanted to bring them up and I wanted to see your, your, you know, your thoughts on it, but also for you to share what's your common man snack that you still, every once in a while, like to murder. You know, maybe at home watching the Kardashians new show. You, you mentioned the other day you were watching it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, so for example, for me, Velveeta mac and cheese. This is not an advert. Velveeta mac and cheese. What's your thought on that? You just mentioned it. And I remember the last time I went to Spain, I brought you like a, f a bunch of fucking boxes of the Velveeta mac and cheese. So I'm guessing you're going with, you like this shit. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, these are, these are snacks that I love. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, um, box macaroni is not my thing. So what do I like instead? I don't know. The other day I I, I fucking murdered PB and uh, PB and J sandwiches, oh. peanut butter jelly sandwiches. But the Michelin uh, the Michelin side in this is that I made my own jam, and then I'm, sometimes I make my own peanut butter, and sometimes See, that, I make my own bread. That's the pretentious so, part we're trying to right. avoid. We, we didn't want to talk about that part. But the last time I I. I murdered that shit. I made like the jam. I'm like, damn, I'm so proud of this shit. It came out so good. Uh, what was it? That jam of strawberry, strawberry, strawberries in season now. So mm. in in this house, you only buy shit that's in season. So that's very peculiar. <laughs> that type of conversation. Yeah. That's very peculiar. Like, oh, no, because this is in season. It, it almost bothers me. Like to hear you speak like that, it bothers me a little bit. <laughs> You have to stop being a little bitch, man. No, I, uh, I feel like, what did you do after? You go to Bed Bath & Beyond and you got well, some new towels? <laughs> that's that's stuff that me and my family do, yeah. We go to Bed Bath & Beyond. And I don't know if we have enough time. Then you so went to the I, Longhorn and had a little meal there outside the mall? It So... You see, we're going to drift away from the snack section and okay. then go into uh, seasonal vegetables. <laughs> I, I like that. That's one of the things I like about living in California. You have all this great produce. And then when they're in season, they're very fucking good. Like, I, I remember we talked about tomatoes not long ago. And then they're in season now. And the fucking tomatoes are amazing. So every time I go to the market and, and now I'm going to the, to the farmer's market, not, you know, not Publix, um, and I grab those tomatoes that are a little bit more expensive, but they're bigger, they're juicier, they're and I like it. I mean, okay. sometimes I mean, re restaurants rip you off when uh, the tomatoes are very good, for example, and that sucks. But they have to make some money out of it, and uh, yeah, that's so. Strawberries are in season, so I made my own jam. Okay, so so PB and J, I think that's a great snack. I love it. 
I don't eat it a lot these days. It's a very sugary treat. I remember when I was younger, I thought of it like as a healthy snack. Oh, it's got protein, and it's got it's like yeah, <laughs> this is a, a Milky Way bar. Uh, okay, well, how about this? What about mac and cheese, but not from the box? Like making it yourself? Is that something you enjoy? I do enjoy it. It's just a lot of work. It's like, it, I, yeah, I don't want to go into technical stuff. Right, you don't have you to. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to be pretentious again. Yeah, people already get the <laughs> idea. But I go, but I'll go out and buy you know some good melting cheese, and then I add it to my sauce. Okay. And I I try to add some bacon, or some uh, cherry tomatoes. Oh, now you're making a Mediterranean. Doug, sometimes you just gotta, you know, think outside the box. Cherry tomato, a little basil, mm. little garlic mm. bread, a focaccia. Focaccia. A focaccia. Oh, you, you saw the picture I sent you about the bread I made there. Like, that yeah, shit yeah. was good, bro. Yeah, because people hear it and they don't, sometimes they don't really get the, 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 the thing. Like, oh, this is like a professional high-end chef that like knows his shit. He doesn't sound like it. He doesn't look it, but <laughs> he's got the receipts. He's got the knives. I mean, if we were judging just by appearance, who do you think looks more like a chef, you or me? <coughs> Leave the comments below. <coughs> oh, you were asking me. No, no. I mean, yes. Actually, don't answer that. Let the people answer. Yeah, let the people. Um, yeah, I, I. Those are my my. Uh, lately, I've been going like sweets, like a lot of sweet snacks, and and I'm. It's like I want it, I eat it, and then instantly regret it. I'm like, oh, yeah? fuck, Why? I don't, it makes me feel bad about myself. Damn. Like lately I'm like, you know, you got all this, uh, wanting to be slimmer and, and I'm like, I, I want to do that shit too, but damn, the sweets are what I want right now. So I go to the Seven Eleven, I buy some, I don't want to say a name because they don't, they're not paying us. But is it a chocolate? It's like, a a wafer with chocolate in the inside. God damn it, um, I already know which one you're talking about. And it's fire. Doug. Sponsor us. <laughs> and we'll say the name for sure. Um, so I buy like four. Oh, shit. <laughs> I buy four and then I eat one and then save the rest at home so I don't have to go to the fucking 7-Eleven again. Mm. Um, and then sometimes I share it with my significant other. Sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes I hide it. She doesn't sometimes need to know you're in a this. corner like a rat hidden. Yes. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, yeah. But those are, but I'm starting to not like, like stuff like Doritos. So I, I start eating them. And I'm like, this is not what I wanted. Like, this is not what I'm looking for right yeah, now. Yeah. The thing is, I think that, uh, with age that starts tasting a lot more like, uh, synthetic. Hmm. And I mean, maybe I don't think I, I would like them so much these days, but one of the ones in my list that I used to enjoy a lot as a kid and that it still brings me nostalgia is the Funyuns. Funyuns. I wasn't, a, I liked them, but I wasn't like going to 7-Eleven to buy them. It's like if you bought them, I would, I would eat some. I would enjoy them. Did you ever have the the fuego? I don't know. You know, they're all fire. Yeah, like the no, spicy ones. I, I didn't get the chance, but I would have liked them. I like the spiciness, and I like my yeah my anus to be inflamed. So <laughs> that's that's a good picture too. 
to paint. Everybody goes through it. Talking about snacks, another snack that you could have is ordering takeout, right? Or ordering delivery, which is very common mm -hmm. these days. Mm -hmm. It is getting a little bit annoying as it gets more and more expensive. And one of the things that you start noticing too is that like restaurants themselves, they're losing money because a lot, a big chunk of the money goes to the app, right? And the driver. And then they end up getting less. So uh, it might be best for them, right? If they had the old system where you would call, they will take it to you and they will get the full amount for the food, right? And it's also a real restaurant that exists, that has a reputation that it, that is there. And to me, what's been happening recently, and this is happening in the U.S. as well, is you start getting a lot of these ghost kitchens. And these ghost kitchens are kitchens that make food for delivery, but they're not a real store. You, you, you couldn't go to them if you wanted to, because they're, they're like in a building hidden. And to me, this is the analogy that I made. I'm more of a hotels guy. I don't like renting a house. You know, I don't like using Airbnb. I personally, I prefer not to because I just don't like the concept, right? A hotel, you have a lobby. There's someone there always, someone who is responsible for this establishment. With an Airbnb, it's like there's no one there. Sometimes you go and you don't even see a person. It's a code. You get in and then you're at the mercy of this person. With the ghost kitchens, I feel like part of that reputation, they don't need to withhold because... They're hidden in this fucking place. And you as a chef, maybe you might have some insights and you might tell me, actually, Kiko, it makes more sense this way because then they only concentrate on delivery. I mean, it could be make sense. But to me, what I've noticed is that at the end of the day, there's only like maybe five kitchens in the whole app. And those five kitchens make up 50 different brands of food. It's like one of them makes burgers and pizzas and, and everything. And they call themselves a different thing. Have you noticed this? Or is this something only that I noticed here? I did notice. Um, actually, last night I ordered takeout. And it surprised me that one of the establishments I was looking at, it said it was a ghost kitchen. So I don't know if the app made them do this. I, I doubt it. But it's interesting that... Um, some people feel a certain way about it. I don't, I would have to think more about it, but if it gives me the opportunity to cook and make you this food, and then if you think about it, it's just, since they're not offering like a dining experience, it's just to go, maybe they're just, you know, I'm cooking just for you. That takeout order is just for you. Uh, Again, I, w I would have to like really think about this, but I don't see it as a bad Like you thing. say, like it, it could actually be an opportunity for somebody to specialize in the delivery of the food and sort right. of get really good at that and still get the reviews, still get the reputation, but simply do it through a delivery format. Yeah, I, I mean, I haven't heard of anyone who became well-known through the app and then put their own restaurant. That'll be very interesting to see because it is definitely a different experience for yourself. I mean, cooking, let's say you have five orders to go. It's cooking differently than cooking in a restaurant for more people at once. Um, I don't know. 
and anyways, I ended up not not buying from this ghost kitchen. Okay. But uh, yeah, uh, I feel like there's a lot of people who, who are doing this. They're not a, putting it up. So when you buy the food, you don't know if if it's a big ass restaurant or somebody's kitchen at their home. I mean, thinking about it, you have to be careful because. Maybe they're not super clean, super sanitized about things. You know, somebody's doing it at home. You know, it's one thing to cook for yourself and your family. One thing is to cook for someone you don't know and maybe kill them. Unfortunately, the other day I ordered pizza from a place that was a ghost kitchen. But did it, it was, say in the app? No, it doesn't say it. But I know it because I do a research, and I'm like, this motherfucker is not on Google Maps. It's nowhere. This is somebody's huh. apartment. Right, right. Okay, now that I think about it, this is John I've Ramos. This is John Ramos on the third floor. Right. <laughs> is he making carnitas? Yeah, he's making carnitas, and and it was it was pretty good. So I get what you're saying. I mean, I don't think it's it necessarily means that it's shit, but there is something about a restaurant that actually exists. And now there's also restaurants that exist and suck. So I mean, you could go both ways, regardless. But I just thought it was a, a, an interesting thing to speak about because I see this more and more mm. where now restaurants themselves aren't even doing the delivery and the apps. You know what I think is happening? I think the apps themselves are setting up this ghost kitchen so they can have all of the business. Right. Right. Yeah. For something for someone like Uber Eats or whatever, it, it kind of does make sense to like make or have this ghost kitchens maybe hire one person to cook and i mean the revenue is going to be much bigger than than just buying from and the if you eliminate factory. the whole dining experience you take out away a lot of expenses and bs you know yeah yeah you don't have to clean as well <laughs> <laughs> i mean you can use the same spatula for everything. yeah for all for the pizza and the yeah. burgers you know and you can stay hidden so that, you know, like pest control couldn't come and check. Mm. Did you like the pizza? Did yeah, you it order was, it? Yeah, it was really good. And so I think there's examples of it working. Uh, but I think, you know, there's other examples that don't work. For people, you know, that listen, when you order, it's like, do you see this? Is this something that matters for you? And you're like, fuck it, I, could, mm. I, I get anything. I like to do a little research. I like to be delicate with the shit I order. You got to be smart about what you put in your stomach. So, so yeah, snacks. You gotta have them. Do it with moderation. Don't feel guilty after it. Try to enjoy it. And don't do drugs. Or do them. <laughs> <laughs>